Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode 137, an episode that is uh, actually sure to make my mom proud, perhaps for the very first time in the entire 137 episode run of this show. Or just your life in general? Yeah, probably that too. Uh, My name is Justin Morissette and with me once again, as always, is... Stefan Heck. Uh, John Cullen. Is anyone else really hot all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't... Not just me? Okay. Probably just you. Jo- right. John, uh, you're fresh off of surgery. Yeah. You might need to like tap out midway through this it's episode. It's possible. We'll see. I'm going to try and hold on. But you can introduce our guest first, and then I'll talk about my pain. Yeah. Our, our silent uh, guest to this point so far uh, is... A musician and broadcaster. He is the host of CBC's Q. Hey. Tom Power hey. is with us on hey. the program today. Nice. Thanks for having me. No, Tom, thank you so much for doing it's this. It's nice to be here. So what happened? You, you have appendicitis? I had appendicitis, and uh, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain right now. And also, okay, <clears throat> so here's what happened. I ha- I woke up on Friday morning in an extreme amount of pain. And then like what, uh, did the pain wake you up? The pain woke me up. Yeah. 7 a.m. I don't normally I played a show the night before. So I, I, I played uh, I have an emo cover band. So we played a show on Thursday night. Right. And uh, thank you. Uh, Justin and Dan were both there. So that was nice. Yeah. To see That's nice there. of you guys to go. Well, he yeah. really he played his, you know, you play your heart out. He played his appendix. I played <laughs> my appendix out. Exactly. You used the pain after the show. So after the show, I did actually have like stomach pain. Like I remember saying to my girlfriend, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like really bloated. And like really sore in my stomach and I didn't know what was going on. And then were you drinking? Uh, no, I don't drink. So mm-hmm. that was so super weird. And I know a lot of the listeners actually don't know that I have never brought it up on the show before, but actually I don't drink. <laughs> I'm just so getting the probing yeah. CBC style questions. Exactly. I like that. Why don't you, why don't you drink? Yeah. Is what's going on? Something what's to do with what? your family? Uh, yeah, exactly. People always, people always ask me that when they just meet me. Um, what a weird is question. Weird. It would be a very weird, like that's what I, I actually have a stand up joke about it because I'm like, is like we just meet and they'll be like, oh, like, do you not drink? Are your parents alcoholics? And oh, I'm yeah. Like, is that the conversation you want to have right now? Like, yeah. they're not. What but like, one of the answers? But yes. Yeah. 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 You want to just sit down at this party and hear about how my parents are both uh, <laughs> violent alcoholics? <laughs> like, sure. And it also like doesn't make any sense to me because it would be like it, it's such a weird thing to like just think that I don't do it because like the worst possible you know, I'd be like, oh, John, like, you're so happy at this party. Like, is your dad bipolar? Like, What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm just celebrating the yeah, happiest yeah, yeah. moment. Of, you're not uh, crumpled over no. crying in the corner. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's very odd. But no, so I, I, I don't drink, but I, I just, yeah, I just wasn't feeling good. And then, yeah, I woke up uh, Friday morning, 7 a.m., deathly pain, like worst pain I've ever been in my life. And of course, like I, I've had it before, actually. Like I, I felt like there were a few times where maybe my appendix like was going to go but then it just like went away and I was like, okay, whatever. And ignored it this time. There was no ignoring it. So I had to go to the hospital and then, uh, they were like, yeah, you have appendicitis and we got to take that out of there. And then I also found out I have a thing that I didn't know was a thing, which is called a belly button hernia. What? Uh, yeah. So it's like, apparently, so all my whole life I've had what I would describe as an innie outie. So like I, my belly button's like an innie, but if you like look in the innie, you can see like if a bit of an a, a bit of an outie, an right. innie outie. It's it's yeah. Schrodinger's belly button. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
And so as uh, I've gotten older, it's become more of an innie, like the Audis become less noticeable. So the doctor <laughs> came in, the surgeon comes I've never in the heard hospital. Of this I know, right? Isn't it the weirdest <laughs> yeah. fucking thing? Okay, yeah. please don't make me laugh. Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. That's why I'm asking all my sad CBC yeah, you're questions. Like, oh, can yeah. you just please? He said, uh, like, I'm not allowed to laugh. I'm like, why not? Is your dad an alcoholic? Yeah. That's, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, so he, he, it was funny. So the surgeon comes in, and this is also a fucked up thing, is like, because the surgeons aren't at the hospital. They just come in in like street clothes. So this is just this like French Canadian man just comes rolling into the hospital. He's like, hey, are you John? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll be with you in a minute. And like, I'm just trying, I'm like, okay, whatever. Is the hospital you went to? Yeah, uh, I, yeah it was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was in Shawinigan. Yeah. And, uh, it's old eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, our Amer- for our American listeners, uh, that, that's like the one major downside of Canadian healthcare is you have to deal with like a French guy in bootcut jeans. That's literally what he was wearing. It was yeah. so weird. So he like, he came in and he was, uh, yeah, he he just like st- came into the emergency room, and like I'm in dire pain. Like I've been, I'm now at like 12 hours of pain with like very little relief. And he comes in, and I and he's yeah, he's like wearing like a vest and like boot cut jeans. No, like scrubs. No, or... not yet, because they like they like go up to the okay. to the OR, I okay. guess, and like scrub up or whatever. Yeah. So he comes down and he's just like, okay, we're, uh, and I, so I said to him, I'm like, so are we doing this or what? And he's like, I'll talk to you in a minute. And then he like did all the paperwork and then he comes in and he's like, he just like starts pushing on my stomach. And I was like, yeah, no, it hurts a lot. He's like, yeah, you have appendicitis. He's like, oh, and you also have a herniated belly button. We'll fix that. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, it's fine. He's like, it just sometimes happens. Like we can fix it. So what it is, is it's like, Somehow they don't tie your umbilical cord right, and it gets like attached to your bowel. So, so the so the doctor who delivered you fucked up. Yes, exactly. So they fucked up, and so yeah. So I like so he had to go in. I guess they like go in and they unattach your belly button from like this piece of your bowel. I guess it's like not really a big deal. Like I would have never had to have it fixed, but he's like, we're already in there. Might as well fix it. That, by the way, if you so. if you do have American, like I know you guys have American listeners, that yeah. must piss them off so much. Yeah, yeah. That he's like, eh, we're and we're gonna do that too because it's also free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a fucking car checkup. We <laughs> noticed this other thing under yeah. the hood. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing yeah. as how it doesn't cost you anything, yeah, we're cost... gonna fix that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that, yeah. that would be the yeah. If we if I was in America, I'd be like, well, we could fix that. It'll yeah. be another ten grand, mm-hmm. but we could fix it. But yeah, so I have like I look like a troll because I've got like, oh, a little like, I've got the like little belly button oh. uh, pad on there. There's can, a I, can I see it? There's a jewel underneath it. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's uh yeah, Stefan, you can uh, you can I'll try and come over I there. I mean, you can hurts. barely walk, yeah. Stefan. It hurts me. Yeah, to, well, I think it's the least to, he could do. It hurts me to stand up, but Yeah, I, I don't care. Get over here. Ah, <laughs> fuck, you don't have to show that to me. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. Oh Mitch, that's good producing. That's good for, yeah, this is good. Yeah, well done, Mitch. My buddy my, my, my buddy, your your guy's buddy too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Mitch, yeah. our Long good time buddy. friend. Mitch works on Mitch works on Q and yeah, and yeah he, he was the ultimate hype man. I was at your live show on Thursday night. Oh yeah. And every time you're like coming in or out of a commercial break, he's my favorite. Mitch, Mitch is just behind you. Going like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my slick, throwing his hands yeah. up in the air, trying to get a bigger <laughs> reaction out of people. I like that. Yeah. I guess the Vancouver crowd was just too subdued. Yeah, yeah. Too, 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 taking it easy. Yeah. Well, he yeah. forced us. He's uh, my flavor, flave. Yeah. You know, he's my Fuji. That's what you oh, don't yeah. see when you listen to it on the radio. Is Mitch just like wildly <laughs> just? Yeah. He does it on the radio even when there's no audience there. He just yeah. walks into the cold, <laughs> dark radio studio, just moving up his he arms. He has an applause down. sign yeah. that he just holds up to no one. He's just like making sounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with his own mouth. And the crowd. Goes we had, wild. we had a we had a beatboxer in a little while ago. What was his name? Ballsy. 
Ballsy was his name. That's true. Okay. His name was Ballsy. And like he was doing all this really cool beatboxing stuff, and I was playing with him a little bit, and, okay. and uh, playing mandolin with him wasn't like that. Right. But I was playing with him a little bit, and, and we <laughs> were playing with his yeah, yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't playing with him. <laughs> Ballsy came, and I would just play with him for a while, and he uh, <laughs> and he was and he was, and he was kind of like uh, you know he was beatboxing, but then at the end he like did an applause beatbox. He was like, I was like, thanks for coming. He goes, oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, nice. And I said, what's that one? And he went, oh, that's applause, man. And I was like, that's re- that's it. That's what you do for applause. It's like. <sighs> I like oh. the sound of a delicious beverage. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I don't there know... There are people who love it. They're just like far off in the distance. Yeah. I don't know if I love... Be- <laughs> do I love they're be- far away. Yeah. <laughs> there, are hordes of, there are hordes coming after us on horses. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. You they're- know that they only hold beatboxing festivals at canyons. <laughs> the audience must be far away and can only be heard by echo. See, those are all the bees coming to us. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really bad beatboxing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, God, it's got to be a really rough stretch when you go from like starting beatboxing to being something that people would be like oh that's all right yeah well that's he's cool. he's like a guy who started outside buckingham palace like beatboxing on the street and now he's in all these amazing like fucking um like shit like big broadway shows doing oh beatboxing. Wow. yeah the queen uh-huh. gave him his start actually. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, she came she down she like, knighted him <laughs> anything to get this guy out sir of my driveway yeah, sir uh, yeah his, his name's like john yeah. he came down like yeah, exactly. now you are known as ballsy ballsy <laughs> O-B-E. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, that's, the, that's the British public cheering. I love that. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like people cheering. No, it, it doesn't. Sounds like, no, no, it sounds that... like a man going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah, just breathing. Em- emphysema. Breathing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Homer doing the white noise for Marge. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I'm in extreme pain, and uh, <laughs> it'll be fine. We'll get through this. Yeah. I love how when I walked in the door, you, you said, um, no, you're not allowed to make me laugh. Yeah, don't today. make me laugh. No, like, it's fine. I'll, that's why you brought in the CBC the sh- host. If the show is too funny, mm-hmm. John might have to leave 30 minutes in. I may have to leave my Which belly. is usually the opposite problem of, uh, that our listeners have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, this is not funny enough. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, it's also everybody who listens to this show and needs to lie down after 30 minutes. Today, I empathize with you. Uh, but no, no, we do I'll have Mitch fine. on hand to tag in for oh, you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If you do need. He's if probably the only person who's super disappointed that you actually felt able to do the show today. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Mitch. <laughs> sorry. So it's going to be his big break, but uh, alas. Hey, one day. He stays behind the one curtain. Day he'll... Hey, he's already the hype man. Yeah, that's, that's true. pretty good, you know? He's that's true. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, what you, you can get, uh, you know, he's already had his big break. He got one half of Wide Mouth Mason on cue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big day for him. He got him. Mason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it couldn't be Wide, wide, wide Mouth. Wide, wide, wide Mouth, wide yeah. mouth <laughs> has had a very good post-music career. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe how skinny Mason mouth is yeah exactly (laughs) wide mouth's been touring with ball z how's it going how you doing (laughs) i'm gonna eat a donut uh do you like doing those live shows though tom how different is that well yeah i was a so before i did q i was a musician like i toured toured playing music and like that's what i'm that's kind of what i'm used to yeah like i'm used to audiences like i find the the like the radio thing in a room by myself really weird sometimes you know because i don't get like i'm a narcissist and i need feedback i need people to applaud me all the time or i don't feel good about myself that's kind of an awe of yeah. your performance because <laughs> it's like part interview part like stand-up comedy as you're like 
threading these like callbacks and jokes through everything. It was weird, yeah. So like I used to, but I was a folk musician, so there was nothing yeah. really funny about that either, right? So I would just. So you don't have any sort of comedy background. No, right? I don't have any stand-up background because you're like a natural. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. It was Jesus fun. Christ, this is very nice. I feel very good about myself. Yeah. I think I'm going to stop here. You might as well. I'm going to go lie it. down on the couch. Yeah, you yeah. can lie down. <laughs> Take a seat. Thanks, man. No yeah. problem. I even just did the fatherly arm pat. Right. <laughs> I appreciate if that. We could get a photo of that that I could send to my mother. That would be great. Oh no, but that's that's a real thing that happens to me. Like I have the kind of like people come up to me like really kind of good looking people and they'll be like hey are you Tom Power and I'm like yeah yeah, hey how you doing (laughs) how's it going I'm Tom Power and they're like my mom just really loves your show and I'm like Okay, yeah, right, you know, and then, you know, like, that's my, that's, that's There's nothing like. wrong with that. No, no, it's, and, and listen, it, it is great. But, like, I really like, um, I really like doing the live show. It was fun. And, and, yeah, it, it, you have to be a little bit funny because I didn't grow up listening to a lot of, like, radio. I didn't grow up listening to a lot of CBC. Like, I listened to, like, Sheila Rogers on Sounds Like Canada, and I listened to, like, maybe a couple other things. But, I, like, I watched Letterman, and I watched Conan. So, like, that's what I know, like, every night. So, like, that's how, and, and in Newfoundland, Conan doesn't come on till 2.30 in the morning. Jesus. So, you had to stay up till 2, like. To start Conan, you had to stay up till 2.30. Well, that's 12.30. So, 2 in the morning. That's so dedication. Conan would be over 3 in the fucking morning. Oh, my God. Show. Yeah, it was a Because they don't... It's too here, much. Well, because out here, they, you, know, you guys still watch everything at like 11.30, right? Yeah. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. But you, we also get like... You can pay a little extra and you get like... They call it the time shift feed. So, then you could watch you Conan at like, like 8. The Edmonton oh, or, uh, you know... Toronto, Toronto feed. Feeds. Does it ever feel like life is... How do I put this? Does it ever feel like life is kind of over by noon? Here? Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Not life, but like, yeah, but if you work like, if you work in a job that's tied to the stock market, you have to start work at five in the morning. But like if you, so if you, if you're working in anything, like essentially around like noon or one, you're kind of like, well, it's just us now. Yeah. Everyone else, everyone else has gone home. We're just the only ones logged on. We get to watch hockey at four in the afternoon, which is pretty awesome. And like, I guess like the, if you were to watch the national, that would be your like supper hour news, right? Yeah, uh, I guess so. You could watch the national. They air the national at 10 here. Oh, okay. You can't Regardless. Watch, you can't watch it at like six or anything like no. that. No. I mean, probably on the news. On the news, the, the news network. News network? Yeah, yeah. CBC yeah. News Network. Yeah. I mean, the National seems to run for like four hours yeah. now. <laughs> well, one time Peter Mansbury, was my name drop, but one time Peter Mansbury said to me, he says, so Tom, you're from uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. And I went, yeah, yeah, and Peter, and he said, uh, we get, uh, you get what we call the wrong news, uh, which was, the, and I said, what do you mean by that? But they, like, the news we get in the East, they change over time and they correct it, it and there's all kinds of mistakes fact checked well yeah, yeah they just anything they just bunch of hunches out in the east coast <laughs> they're like well, let's give the Newfoundlanders what we think happened like, I don't know the president might be dead who knows right and then, and then by, by the time by the it, time it gets to Vancouver yeah, it's yeah. like the president's not dead at all <laughs> yeah, everything's he's okay. never been more alive yeah everything's alright <laughs> but it's even with our show like we the, the first the kind of first go we do for the Atlantic I shouldn't be saying this but like the first you know like we, we fix things all along the way and everything like right. that too so I grew up. I had no idea. I grew up my entire life. You're always, yeah. you're always going on the air. Misinformed. The president has died. Yeah, I, I thought. I thought. I thought the president's been dead for 16 years. <laughs> I had no idea. No one ever told. Oh, me. Yeah, yeah. No one ever told me. Walking around thinking it was a lawless anarchist right. country. I'm a teacher. Tom, I've got. Uh, I've got some bad news about the challenger. <laughs> Someone said that to me the other day. They said, "So, what do you guys listen to out there?" So, well, we just got "Slippery When Wet" out there, so it's all going pretty well. We just got the, we just got the Bon Jovi tape. Out there. Is that too deep a Bon Jovi reference? No, that was a great. I okay. liked it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I'm all about the Bon Jovi. I used to listen to. Crossroads, his greatest hits album. Mitch is a big yeah. Bond. Is that yeah. Mitch's influence rubbing off? Mitch on you? loves he's Bon Jovi. Like the biggest Bon Jovi. I like um, uh, Living on a Prayer. Yeah, sure. And I like uh, Wanted, lots of good Wanted Dead or Alive. Wanted Dead or Alive is a great song with a double neck. 
Yeah, absolutely. He has the good one guitar is the twelve string guitar and one guitar is the fucking mandolin. Yeah. Yeah, that's unnecessarily aggressive. <laughs> all right. I like it. Any any way you can beef up a mandolin, I think, is important. That's it's what really I, that's hard. what I played with Ball Z. Mandolin. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to look like a strong person while you're playing the mandolin. It is. It it's is. very tiny. Also, if you want to look really uncool. Yeah. Go, go on the Canada's Public Broadcaster and play mandolin with a beatboxer. Yeah. That's well, essentially it. Hey, yeah. listen. Yeah. My mom really likes you. Okay. <laughs> so, so don't and worry. she's here right now. She's here. Michelle, and come on She's in. an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to be here probably right now. Well, it's the same. So it's kind of funny because I went through the same thing uh, when I, I was on the debaters for the first time in November. Oh, how's that? Uh, it did was you, great. Did you get the what, what sound effect did you get? Mm. I had the horn. Like, is it the okay? There's that a one? horn and a bell. I got the horn. Right. Sorry, I'm eating a donut. Uh, are, but, these, are these special Vancouver donuts or something? Yeah, man. Yeah. Get in there. Uh, I, I, I declined them as to be polite, but this is no, no, they, they were brought for Tim's. It is yeah, Cartems. They were brought yeah. for you. Nice. So don't be polite. This is like a thing. This is like a so, Vancouver yeah, thing. This is our this is our London, version of London fog. <laughs> London fog. Vanilla bean and chocolate. What's your favorite? I'm not going to go for chocolate. So I like the London fog a lot. If you like London fogs. I want to. That's like a, a, it's a tea cup. tea latte. So is it like it's a like savory savory donut? Is this, no, I'm really sorry. This is it's, so boring. It's, it's sweet. No, 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 no. It's, it's good. It's <laughs> got it's got like a vanilla custard in the middle. It's very good. Right, I would go for that. It's I'm like vanilla go. lemon. Yeah, Can you guys I, send one down here? Because uh, <laughs> my my go to like kind of gourmet donut place is owned by Danny Trejo. And it's not bad, but it's no cartams. It just punches you in the face when you order. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, order yeah, yeah exactly. Machetes. It looks like a like a like a basil. It's not basil. This is my uncle. My uncle Basil. Yeah, your uncle Basil. Looks, no, you're good. You're, okay, okay. Tr- just trust me, Tom. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't steer you wrong. Oh my it's god, very delicious. Wow, right? really good. I would. I would also like to just call out uh, John earlier uh, for really, really knowing our audience when he mentioned both uh, the stock market and waking up early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I try to connect with the people, um, but yeah. So the debaters was like was the same kind of thing of like I felt like that was. Like my mom oh, at shit, work. Sorry, man. I'm just no, wiping okay. my mouth. No, no, thing. Gourmet do donut. It. it doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't care about our listeners. And they don't care about us. <laughs> so it's fine. They're just happy. I see you've, here, uh, you've adopted the Q tagline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just uh, we stole it for this show. Uh, but I think that was the first time my parents were able to be like, like my parents have always been proud of my comedy. But I feel like doing the debaters was when like they could tell people at work and mm-hmm. and people at work like got it. Like, whoa, he's on the debaters. I listen to that on the radio. It's a good show. It's a great show. I mean, I'm not just doing the plug. Like, no, I, it's a great I show. Like it, you know? And it's really fun to do. Like, very, very fun. But it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you don't quite realize, like, the audience that CBC has, both, like, in the size, which is really good, but then also the, like, the demographic, mm-hmm. you know, of, like, mm-hmm. that is who listens to it and who enjoys it. But it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing to be a part of, for sure. This is so good. Yeah, that's why I got them for you. Because oh, you man. don't come to Vancouver. These are better than... Like Tim Hortons donuts or anything like that? Well, of yeah, course, yeah, of course. Except for the Dutchie. Remember the big Dutchie donut? Yeah. That was my favorite donut. Yeah, they the, got big, rid of, the they, big Dutchie? They got rid of it. Hey, pass the Dutchie, Tom, <laughs> from the left-hand side. Tom Power to Tim Hortons. Drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've been doing this show for like three years. And I think like 
my mom just views it as this big vulgar albatross hanging over my which is true it doesn't seem too like vulgar. killing my career we even though i would say yet. everything good that's happened in my career lately is probably a result of this show <laughs> At least that's partly. neither here nor there <laughs> to her anyways but it's very here you, and there to me i take all the credit for the, justin's career the fact that you are on this show <laughs> right now today i think completely validates Every single second of the last three years to her. Well, so yeah, I, it does the opposite for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show where Tom gets fired. Yeah, yeah. This is like the show my where... mom is listening to this and she is very <laughs> upset. Yeah. She is contacting the CBC. There could yeah. not be any more big differences between the two of us right now. There could not be. Your mom heard what you said about Tim Hortons donuts yeah. and it's all over. Yeah, our, our gratuitous Tim Hortons sponsorship is over. Yeah. yeah. Mean, mean, she's mean not going to get that by the time the news gets to her it'll be dunkin donuts yeah. <laughs> rob you guys have robin's donuts uh no we no don't. we don't have dunkin donuts either i just was no struggling. we do have robin's donuts we actually do because do we? uh first of all they suck yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, we used to get them uh every wednesday when i worked back at the the plumbing uh wholesale really warehouse. where's there a robin's? go-to donut place and they were so bad robin's was delivering to so the toilet factory there's one in the it, um, yes. airport yes. in goose bay labrador it's oh the, sure it is the worst and you can't really hard what? Something in Labrador is the worst? I don't believe that. <laughs> but you know, it's an airbase, and you get up, and there's just a Robin's, Robin's Donuts right there. Labrador's really sandy. You know that? Uh, no. I, I, I don't know anything there. about Labrador. The only yeah, thing I know you... about Labrador, here's yeah. the only thing I know, because I curl. Yeah. And uh, the only thing I know about Labrador is that uh, there is one curling team in Labrador that got very upset that the Newfoundland and Labrador championships every year mm-hmm. are played on the mainland in Newfoundland. It's very expensive mm-hmm. to travel to travel from Labrador to the mainland in Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. So one year, they made the Newfoundland Provincial Championships in Labrador. So, of course, the mainland Newfoundland teams don't want to go to Labrador to get their ass beat by Gushu either. Mm-hmm. So the Provincial Championship in Newfoundland was just Gushu versus the Labrador team. <laughs> and it was a best of five series. And the Gushu team, I think, beat them by a combined score of 38 to 3 over like the three games. We know we got a day off to see Brad Gushu. Did you in high school? Oh, for the Olympics. Yeah, for the Olympics. Yeah, that makes they, sense. they gave all this like this, all the Newfoundland teens a day off. Oh, that's from, amazing! From it was amazing. It wasn't yeah. just like they like filtered you all down to the gymnasium and played it on the big screen. No, no, they it gave was literally the... like school is closed. School is closed. You go home and watch Brad Gushu. That's amazing. And we all did it. We all yeah, did it, of course. Know? I couldn't believe when I went there to do comedy for the first time. I didn't know that the the fucking highway is named after them. The, yeah, the, it's uh, not just like a road. You know, like in Vancouver, it's like the road outside the stadiums, Pat Quinn Way or whatever. Yeah. It's like the like Joe highway way yeah. Yeah. in, in uh, Burnaby. Burnaby. The fucking highway. It's like, this is the gold medal highway. I'm well, yeah, like, like, holy shit. I was like texting Mark Nichols. I'm like, dude, I'm on your highway right now. It's the Team Guju Highway. And like you take it everywhere, like it's like yeah. it's like the four hundred one in Toronto. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Unfortunately, Team Gushu has to be out there on the side of the road, like picking up all the cans and bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they sponsor. It. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what no one actually knows is it was just part of a, an adopt a highway program. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't an honorary thing at all. Then Gushu just had a lot Midler. of money, and yeah. they just uh, they just bought it. <laughs> what if we picked up this entire stretch of highway? <laughs> Jamie Corab, remember him? Yeah, he was of on course. That team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the lead. Know, I see him around all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's well because he's like running for council and shit. Now, yeah, and like, yeah. Or I think he won, didn't he? I don't I know if he, he won. Did. I don't know. I don't but know, yeah, he's always know. around. I mean, I have some very like Newfoundland, uh, Tom. I've had some very like Newfoundland experiences in my life. The first time I went to Newfoundland to do comedy, we're doing a show, and after the show's over, this guy comes up to us and he says, uh, 
uh, you know, I'm not going to do a Newfoundland accent, but he was very Newfoundland. And he's like, <laughs> thank you so and he's much. Like, and he's like, I find oh. like, I find that whenever mainland, mainlanders do Newfoundland accent, though, which sounds like Fargo. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, totally. Joel, you know, oh, there, there now, you go. Buddy, oh, there yeah. you go. There. Hey, you, buddy, buddy. The only thing that blew me away was how Newfoundland people say tonight. 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 There's like, yeah. Tonight. Tonight. There's like a, there's, there's like an a, aspiration at the yeah, end. Of I it, yeah. I don't like, I don't like it. You know, <laughs> get out of my fucking house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is this your uh, house? Uh, yeah. This is okay. apartment. It's my yeah. apartment. Yeah. I don't yeah. own it or anything. We could lie. Do you feel like Tom though? That's like a subtle form of racism when people do that. Oh yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel Secret like it's a subtle form of racism. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel Definitely. discriminated yeah, against yeah. Tom? That's me. Look at me. Yeah. Yeah. I look like Bat Sam Roberts. I don't feel, I don't feel discriminated in any way. In any part of my life whatsoever. Um, I, uh, but I do, I, I do find that um, I, I also I like when people try. Mitch, uh, Mitch here. When we, when we, I'm on his curling team, or I was on his curling team before he fired me. And, Makes uh, sense. Um, and uh, well, we lost our we lost our space in the league. We're back in now. But oh, I, good. Congrats. He uh, is another guy on the team as, from Newfoundland. He's from Gander. His name's Andrew Andrew Fifield. And Mitch tries to like when we're sweeping. He tries to like. And, Sweeping. Yeah, he tries to. Yeah, good, that was uh, good. A good hand gesture. I'm yes. glad uh, no one could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he uh, he'll, he'll try and like goad us along as as a Newfoundlander, and he just he's so bad at it. Like, he's so bad at. It. He'll be like, "Come on, boys! Oh, come on there now, boys!" Like I feel like he's gonna say it's not oatmeal. Like immediately afterwards, it's crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh. it's. Well, yeah, because they did that sketch on This Hour Has 22 Minutes where it, when oh, Gucci won last year, and they're like, why doesn't it sound like this when Gucci's playing? It's, it's, uh, so I find it really funny when like, mainlanders, which is what we call everybody yes, who's not of from course. Newland, um, when, when you, whenever anyone tries to do like, Lord Thunder and Jesus, you know, or they say I'm from The Rock, and like, only people from outside Newfoundland say The Rock, you know? Right. So it's, we say Iraq. And it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's... Uh, <laughs> It's a, uh, it's, it's a little bit, but I don't, I don't mind. That's good. Yeah. So we, what happened was this guy invited us to a party at Alan Doyle's house. Oh, no way. Which is just like so random. I'm like, okay. We're, we're this... Really, really good friend of mine. Yeah. And yeah. they're like this. I was like, this can't be real. Uh, for those of you who are listening, Alan Doyle is the lead singer of a band called Great Big C. And, uh, we're like the Beatles of Newfoundland. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And so I was like, what the hell? And yeah, so we just got invited. I didn't go. Because I was with a lady at the time, but uh, I mean, don't worry about it. It was Alan Doyle, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's his sister, Ellen Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I like about Newfoundland, Tom. Can you confirm if this is true or not? That like because the row houses are all done and they can't build anymore. That if rich people want to live there, they'll buy two beside each other and knock the walls down. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I heard that's that Michael Ryder did that yeah. as well as Alan Doyle. They'll buy like yeah, they'll buy little townhouses and knock down, knock yeah. down the walls in between them. Alan's house beautiful though. You yeah, should have gone, man. I should have gone. Totally I know, gorgeous. but I heard it wasn't like they were showing up. Like, the, so one of the comedians did go, and he was showing up, assuming it was just going to be this like Gaelic jam or whatever. It was his because <laughs> it was his wife's birthday party, kitchen party, and uh, that's what he thought. But no, there's like a string quartet, and like the premier of Newfoundland was there. Everybody was in a tuxedo. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, no, there's like Alan's. Alan's like a, a he's a he's a guy in Newfoundland. Classy dude. When I say tuxedo, dude. I mean denim jacket and jeans. Yeah, yeah. Again, Fat Sam Roberts. <laughs> it's our it's our go to. Yeah, yeah. You didn't go with Ham Roberts. Ham Roberts. <laughs> 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 that's a 
that's so much better. That's I'm gonna, <laughs> that's that, how I you have that, to introduce yourself on cue at least one time this week. I, I hey, use, everyone, I'm Tom Power, <laughs> a.k.a. Ham, Ham Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> I use that line a lot. Like, I use, like, out of shape Sam Roberts a lot. Like, it's a good, because I find, even last night, I, I think I used it a little bit last night, because it's just a nice way to kind of, you know, I, like you know, I, I don't do any comedy like you mentioned, but I, I've, I've learned from, like, the people I really like that you should make fun of yourself first, and then you can Yeah. And once you're done making fun of yourself, make fun of Serial Joe also. Yeah. <laughs> I did, so if you're listening to this, I did four Serial Joe jokes last night. And we are all proud of you. Yeah, thank we you very much. We, we, we went down a Serial Joe rabbit hole on this show. Yeah, with Kevy, like, oh, like Kevy, six that's months right. ago or so. Yeah. Remember they walked that car? Yeah. Uh, Mitch Mitch cut a joke, and he was he was right to do it, but one of my jokes is that Serial Joe, I said, like, you can donate money to John Mann, you can donate money to the Gordani Fund, or you can do a Kickstarter for Serial Joe, who have trying to get a patent for a walkable car. <laughs> and, and Mitch said, like, no one is going to get that joke. Do you remember in the yeah, mistake the, video? the mistake video, they're walking the car down the street. Because they were all too young. To drive. To drive. Yeah. So they put the car in neutral. Yeah, and they just walked the car down an alleyway. Yeah, I do remember. What's, he do? What's that? Ryan was Ryan there. Dennis. What's he yeah. doing now? That's a great question. I don't know. We yeah, had I a... did, I, I, like I was saying before the show. I if I had stayed in Newmarket, I would have gone to high school with Serial Joe, and I, I knew their drummer a little bit. We took drum lessons. Dan said Nikki. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel I like you should still go to again. the reunion anyway. Yeah, exactly. Just to hang out yeah. with those well, guys. Well, their their second drummer um, for the last couple of months of their lives was, uh, not of the lives of their band was Tim Oxford, the drummer oh, of our yeah, yeah, that's right. Cause yeah. he is from Newmarket. So yeah, I, right. so when I texted I, last night before the show, I texted one of the guys in Arkells, Max, and I said, um, uh, I'm going to do four Arkells, jo- four serial Joe jokes tonight. So let Tim know. And he was, he was, I think begrudgingly okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he was Tim, okay yeah. With it. Tim's a pretty stoic guy. Yeah. Good but guy. he could have vetoed though. He if, he, if he had said like, come on, man. Then you would have not done a single one? I would have one. done three. Yeah. <laughs> I would have cut one out of respect. Yeah. 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 It, would, it would have been a mistake. The one that was specifically referencing Tim. <laughs> Remember Skid Row? Yeah. yeah Yo, Skid, yeah, you down on the row. What you going to do now? Where are you going to Was go? that a big deal in Newmarket? Oh, yeah. When they played Woodstock? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. People told the story about like the tour bus coming to pick him up to go to Woodstock. And the rumor was that Ryan Dennis was crying because he was so nervous. Oh. Who knows? Even if that was true. But they played yeah. one stock. That's kind of sweet. Well, I would, yeah, like, I would believe that. Yeah. I know, but I that's crazy. That's not... Yeah, he's it like, was like, what, he was 15? Yeah, 15-year-olds aren't supposed yeah. to play Woodstock. No, they're not. You know? Wood, and Woodstock 99, too. Like, I wonder if they were there for, like, the Limp Bizkit riot. That, that was the, the that cursed was, Woodstock. Right. Yes. I've been watching a lot of those old Woodstock videos on YouTube recently. Crazy they're shit. They're really great. And if you ever watched, what, the 94? Like, the... the like, Green Prim- Day and... Primus. The and Mud one. The Mud one. Yeah. Did they make a documentary about that, I feel like, recently? About 94? Or, like, 99, just, like, what a disaster it was. Maybe. I don't maybe know. I dreamed this. I so shouldn't, it shouldn't... sounds like a good documentary <laughs> subject. Yeah, maybe I'll make it if they didn't do it so, already. So, so what next... I'm, I'm so shitty at math, but ne- isn't next year... 20. 50 since 69? Yeah. So shouldn't there be another Woodstock now? There should yeah, be. Yeah, it's coming to you from the producers of uh, Fire Festival. <laughs> that was that one on the what? island where uh, <laughs> yeah. Candle Jenner showed up and everyone died. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that the, uh, the founders are just like officially, I think it was, came out a week and a half ago, that they're like actually going to jail for fraud. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, let's just do it and be epic. But heroes. I feel like, don't you think we should have another? I'd love to have another Woodstock. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, that'd be good. Yeah. You know, I'd be, I'd be into that. We'll, we'll put it together. You know what? what right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> we'll put it together. Right now. Yeah, like, I like how you say, <laughs> I'm, I'm suggesting it as an order. Yeah. <laughs> so we should have another Woodstock. All right, guys. Yes. Thanks a lot. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Slam your water down. Slam your water down. It's done. Another Woodstock. Now give me a fucking donut. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> Tom Power announces he's leaving CBC's queue <laughs> to pursue Woodstock dream. <laughs> 
Well, he's made all of the music contacts he needs. Well, yeah. Well, you know, Santana was, Santana was like, was he on acid for when he played in 69? Oh, probably. Yeah, like he, they all dosed on acid. Oh, dosed so is the term? When he was so, on sure. hip. Uh, they did. What? Uh, your parents aren't acid heads? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to look at you like, hey, man, I don't drink, but I do a lot of acid. A ton so, of acid. So, yeah, so, yeah. And he did like a, a load of acid and then played his set. At, at Sounds right to me. And wasn't there a pitcher? This is a poor sports podcast. Wasn't no, there a pitcher? I, think we're not, we I don't, don't know talk about, about pitchers, but I, I think the iconic drug story is that Bill Walton, when he was playing for the Portland Trailblazers, once played like the game of his life on LSD. No, that's uh, Doc Ellis pitched a no hitter on LSD. Okay, Bill, Bill Walton might have Bill also Walton done that also too. Played but... on LSD, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Bill, Bill Walton is a I like I like the Grateful Dead a lot, and Bill Walton is a deadhead as well. Like, yeah, that yeah, makes he's, sense. He's like a, he's like an I you know, but he always shows up. They had to get him a special space because he's so not a very funny story, but he's so tall that he would be in the front, kind of grooving and moving, and no one could see. So they built a little side on the stage for Bill Walton to watch the show. He's Whoa. just hanging yeah. in yeah. a cherry picker, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's a good. I, that, like that. I mean, that explains story. though. Uh, to reference our clip of the week from last week's episode, why he heard about uh, Wu Tang Clan from About dot com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love. You know how I knew I told a good story because you said that's a good story. It is a good story. <laughs> <laughs> always, always the sign that it's a good story. Yeah, absolutely. It's like no, when something's a, funny and yeah. you say, "Oh, that's hilarious." <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's, that's funny. It's really funny. <laughs> but isn't that a thing? Like comedians, I, like, isn't that a thing comedians do? Isn't that like that's a trope that I hear about a lot? Like comedians never laugh; they just go, "That's funny." Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I laugh. I laugh if something is funny. It just doesn't happen that much on this show. But um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's I laugh, we that's laugh funny. all the time. But we. Uh, but isn't that a I thing? Like you know? the comedy. The thing with comedy is that it's almost like magic in a way. That there's like certain tricks that like make people laugh. Like it's almost more about cadence and rhythm than it is about what you're actually saying. I mean, what you're actually saying obviously makes a difference. You can't just say things in a certain order and people will laugh automatically but there are like little tricks so there's a thing where you can go like where i've definitely done this before where i don't laugh but i'm like oh that's a really good joke yeah right, right. where you it, understand i that... understand that that's like a very very good joke and well written but it doesn't necessarily make me laugh mm -hmm. a lot of times because like two you can also kind of predict where it's going right i feel like it's the same thing if you're a musician uh, and you can and you hear a verse and you can kind of predict like what key the chorus might move to or like what like how the chorus might swell or whatever it's kind of like the same thing with comedy is like i can like a lot of times if people start their premise i start thinking in my head like oh this is what i would probably make the punchline right and then right. by the time they get to the end if they do that punchline i've already thought of it in my head so it's not that funny to me but i could be like oh that's a, that's a really good joke right it's probably the same thing with magic you know you yeah. kind of know where the trick's gonna go but you're like that's still really like a well-executed trick. That's yeah, very my good. girlfriend's a pop songwriter, so that okay, yeah. it's just she doesn't really listen to pop music uh, right. a lot around the house, but she understands what makes a good chorus. She's right. like, oh, that's going to be that's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Music. So she, yeah, she might not be in the apartment dancing her ass off, but mm -hmm. she's like, oh, that's a good. Yeah, I like what they're doing. That's going to work. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that she was. Uh, oh, I didn't know you had a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's talk about the pop songwriter. She's a pop songwriter. Cool. She writes pop songs for. Uh, just like she goes in and does like you know um, songwriting sessions, you know. Okay. Time. She's a musician. Like she had, she has her own band and right. She had her own band and she tours around and but she yeah she, she they bring her in. She's a, what they call a top liner. Oh. And what that means is, uh, and I appreciate you all being very respectful right now. It's very kind of you. But she uh, I don't know, top liner could have a lot of jokes around it. Don't you think? It's your girlfriend. Thank you very much. You're so uh, she, 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 <laughs> she I would never. Yeah. So she uh, so like essentially they someone would write like a beat or someone would write a bunch of like, chord changes and essentially everything but. Um, and then she brings her in, they bring her in and she has to write the melody over it. 
So oh, that's what she does. Cool. Yeah, so it's all right. Yeah. Nice. So we spend a lot of time at home listening to like CBC, and I, I right. play folk music. So like, yeah. spend a lot of time playing, listening to banjo music and like Selena Gomez. Nice. That's okay. all, that's There's nothing wrong with that. I really like. We're Selena we're Gomez. big. Uh, we're big Carly Rae stands on this show. Oh, yeah. is that so? Yeah, we're, we're big. big Jeff heads. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> isn't she? But she just got announced to be playing a big festival around here, isn't that right? Uh, uh, is she on Skook? No, she's not. I she's doing think... a show with the Vancouver she's, Symphony yeah, she's Orchestra. Though. A symphony Orchestra show. Oh no, you're right. I'm wrong. It's in Ontario. There's like this this thing called the Alora. Riverfest. Yeah, the, the the headliners are Flaming Lips and Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, that's a good. Combo. That's, yeah, that's a great combo. Do you think she know? Like, I know her a little bit. Do you think she is aware of the uh, that she's crossed over into these kind of weird hipster fans? Oh yeah, I would hope so. I would think. I bet she never expected it. So yeah. I'm sure she never expected it, but I'm sure she must know. Because she played like Pitchfork Fest and stuff like that, where it's like, like a, exclusively for hipsters. She's like a critical darling more than a commercial success at this yeah. point. Like, right? I wonder why she crossed over. And we're kind of the people who are critics. I've often said that. Like, I wonder if she like, she doesn't want us to be her fans. She'd rather have, you know, probably a million like, you know. Hey, man, speak for yourself, Ham yeah. Roberts. Okay. 14-year-olds <laughs> with these, disposable Once these income. scars heal up, okay? Carly Rae might enjoy this. She should get her on, she should get her on the show. I would love she to. She lives in show. Mission. Yeah. So. I don't, does she still live there? I don't. I don't know. Probably. Mitch, I know Mitch, that Mitch lights. Up, yeah. I know that lights lives in Mission. So we could get light. Uh, get lights out here. What's Mission like? Is that like a small? It's town? a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's like. It's, Is it it's a, like? It's like farm. Yeah. Country. All right. I was I'm in probably um, like an hour outside the city. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a comparison, like uh, anywhere in Newfoundland. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love, St. John's how, is I love how at the like 36 minute you just turn. Yeah. yeah. You're just an asshole now. My scars are really acting up and I'm fucking pissed now. Are you in pain right now? No. I'm, well, yes, but I'm, I'm, I'm dealing. Soldier. Well. I, don't, I don't think I have to lay down. I feel good. Even you, are, you, are, are you on any painkillers or anything? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Just Advil right now. They gave me some Percocets, but. You're staying away from those. Yeah. Scary things. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take those, John. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> yeah, I so figured now. you might. Just sneak, you can shove them in the yeah. London Fog Donut. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Sneak them into the donut. When yeah, we that's, the, that's the fog part. It has nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not related to the tea at all. It's just if you have these, you're going to be in a fog. <laughs> it's a British specialty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom, I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, on me. Uh, you tweeted earlier this week after you interviewed Judd Apatow about uh, his Gary Shandling documentary. Uh, that uh, like doing that interview and watching that documentary uh, prompted you to make two concrete changes in your life. One to try and meditate more, especially before the show and interviews that you're oh, stressed God. about. Yeah. And two to try to fully be yourself in everything you do that's creative, but realize that that means you need to know who you really are. And that is not easy. I love Why it. are you reading this it's off a, of a phone? In such a mocking tone. Yeah, I'm very concerned. <laughs> because I'm, I'm reading your own words verbatim. Such a mocking tone. Yeah. Because I know uh, something so about what, you. So you're going to meditate yep. before a cue, you fucking loser? No, I, I know something about you that I don't think is uh, present in your full public persona. What's that? That you are a fan of professional wrestling. I am a big fan of professional wrestling. I, I, that's very apparent in my professional life. You <laughs> seeing as how I've mentioned, I think I mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin four days ago. I'm, when it was March Welcome 16th. Welcome I'm Stone oh, Cold Tom Power. <laughs> well, it was 316. And oh, I okay, said, it's March yeah. 16th. And I said, you know, and I made a Stone Cold joke. Give I do love hell, yeah. I, that, 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 that. The reason I said that is because you're, as, uh, are you a comic too? No, not really. You should be, man. Oh, thank you. It's great. I don't uh, know. He uh, could take a pass. I, yes. I've, I've done <laughs> just, some open mics here and there. So he, I don't know, I watched that Gary Shandling doc that Judd Apatow made. And yeah, and he like he would write down Gary Shandling every time before he'd go on stage. Um, he would write down 
you know, I don't need to be funny. I just need to be myself. I don't need to be, I don't need to be engaging. I just need to be myself. I need to be myself. I need to be myself. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to go in. Cause you know, I think like on the, on the CBC, there's always a tendency to try and ape like other CBC hosts who you really like, or like, especially if you're into public radio to just try to sound like Ira Glass all the time and just try to talk like this all the time and say, no, it's nice to be here. And you know, I'm like, Chicago and Ira Glass. Nice to be with you. You know, like, and like, and, 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 like every single human on public radio kind of starts starting to sound like that. Have you noticed that? Yes. Like, yeah. like, I, I feel like it's not just now. I feel like that's that's been happening for a long yeah, well, time. I feel like in the in the 80s and 90s. It's like you automatically get quieter for some reason. In the 80s and 90s, I think it was it was a lot of this. Like, hey, yeah, hey. Show, it's nice to have you here. And now it's like, just fall like this. We're just going to talk like this for a Local while. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. So there's a lot of like, hi, how you doing there? And so I was like, no, I'm just going to be. So this, it's always, as you know, like in any kind of creative yeah. endeavor, it's always just, it's always hard not to try and be some like as especially as a comic like to not go up i don't know who you really like but like to not go up and try to be a bill burr like try not to go oh up totally like, yeah you know that's what, I mean? what people criticize me of doing all the oh, time yeah. oh you're really bill burr up there yeah no, like I, when you did that bit you, about how it's okay to hit women i yeah. was like <laughs> and you, and you yeah. put you put on a strong boston accent yeah, yeah, exactly. that is fucking brad over <laughs> here <laughs> that's most of my act yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard about yeah. that yeah. i was up in fucking mission yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and you guys ever been out there the, fucking mission mission you know what the only mission is out there uh, fucking trying to survive <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit <laughs> fuck but you know what he means? I was on Breaking Bad. <laughs> for three episodes. I just sounded like Roseanne. When I tried to do my, or I sounded like uh, George's mom on Seinfeld. Like my Bill Burr is just Estelle Stanza. Oh my God. You know, like it's just that one. <laughs> Georgie. Georgie. <laughs> I'm making a cartoon now. <laughs> it's about my dad in the 70s. I like Patrice. Um, it's, it's anyway, it's all very, so I, you know, I'm just trying to constantly try and, 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 and just try to be myself. So I wrote that thing down. Yeah. So I, uh, well, no, I, I didn't I, expect it to have it thrown I back know, in my I face. I feel that because like Gumpy. Mitch and I went to BCIT together, mm-hmm. and like I feel like that's two years of them trying to teach you to have like the professional gloss and sheen of what you would expect to hear yeah. on the radio or see on TV. Yeah. And I had to spend like two or three years after I graduated to kind of like unlearn school yeah. to get back to like what is me but that's valuable makes me unique that's valuable too though isn't it yeah like i think about sure. that i think about like i don't golf but I, I try to golf my dad was my dad was a golfer like my dad golfed he wasn't a golfer but he would always say that like you have to like learn everything you need to know about how to golf like everything all the mechanics about how to golf and then like everything and then when you get out on the course just forget about all of it and then hopefully some of that stuff will stick right the golfing swing right there it's really I good like i was skipping down the road yeah it looks like the donkey kong celebration <laughs> when he wins in mario kart <laughs> <laughs> and i i so well, I, I think about that like I, I i did a lot of like i worked with my, our executive producer and i've been working for like 10 years together and like just going in like every single week and listening back to like three things i did that week and like tearing them apart and tearing them apart and getting really like analytical and then hopefully when I get on the air, I just try to forget about all of it, and hopefully like some kind of muscle memory will will stick around. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a really great it's a really good documentary. It's four and a half hours fucking long. I've heard it's really good though, but it's yeah. really really good. And yes, I do love professional yeah, wrestling. Well, I, I am I am a big wrestling fan as well. And I, I wish knew that I... about you because I heard from Mitch that you host like pay-per-view parties and stuff at I, your house. I had a Mitch came over with all my buddies from Newfoundland, where he said to me, and this is he said to me, I th- you guys could have been speaking Polish. With the with the language that we like, we just we were like full like 
Full Newfoundland. So when you get around your Newfoundland buddies, that's when it comes out? Or does it even come out like if you have a few drinks? Yeah, or both. Yeah. If yeah. I have a couple of drinks and if, or if I start hating the room I'm in. Like if, even if I was at the Junos and I, I was getting tired of being around people in the music industry, I might start going like, Jesus fucking Christ, buys. We get the fuck out of here now. Like, <laughs> holy fuck, man. I'm like tired of this. I get a fucking beer out of it. And I think it just, I think I intentionally do it to put people at, you know, not at ease. <laughs> You're like, I'm not feeling at ease. So I want you to feel uneasy I'm as go well. Further back to my 12 year old self. Yeah. So Mitch came over with all my bunch of Newfoundland buddies. And I don't watch new wrestling. And I really, okay. I'm, I'm one of the people that wishes I did. Like, I try to. But I keep. I feel like I. I have to say it was like four hours of raw. It's three, and, and then two hours the next day for SmackDown. And you can't really come in halfway through. Like I mean, sometimes I just wish there, I can help you. I wish there was an hour long show I could watch every week that was just like, here's what happened in wrestling. It's yeah. called WWE Experience that exists. What is it on? The, is it's it on like the network? A clip show basically of everything major that happened that week. Is it on the network? Uh, it plays like in the hour before Raw on. Sportsnet, Sportsnet. I just got the network because I, I, I had I was I had the flu for two weeks, so I bought the I bought the WWE network to, so I watch, to watch like 1998 pay per views. I wanted to watch the Monday Night Wars, which I had never oh, seen. Oh, it's great! Yeah, which was really really good. And I yeah. listened to something to wrestle with the the Bruce Pritchard yes. podcast. Yeah. So I I, I I I go back and I watch all these old matches. I really liked it when I was a kid. Like I probably liked it till I was. I, I think I stopped watching it weirdly enough, like at the Attitude Era. Well, I just know oh, weird. Stopped, yeah, that's where I stopped watching. Them. I just know that that's like the easiest fandom to like suppress about yourself and keep concealed from your public persona. Yeah, for some reason, like, I'm, and I'm not a big gamer. Do you guys play Fortnite? Stefan, Stefan, you play Fortnite? Did we lose him? Stefan, <laughs> he's been gone for a while. He might be gone. <laughs> Maybe he's having his appendix out as well. Yeah, Shit. probably. Uh, Stefan does play a lot of Fortnite, yeah. Did I offend Stephen, him? Yeah, I think so. I think that's why he left. Once he started doing that Newfoundland thing, he was like, oh boy, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here. Um, well, uh, yeah, so anyway, you can continue. We'll get Stefan back I don't, online uh, here, but uh, I'm, I'm still here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you play Fortnite, yeah. right? You're a Fortnite yeah. guy. So yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm really bad at Fortnite, but I do, I play it a lot uh, on the stream, so. We were just talking about, like, fandoms that... Uh, that you're ashamed of that you're ashamed of and I, i'm not ashamed of my professional wrestling but for some reason i don't know maybe it's just because of like the way i think about the cbc but i'm a, and i'm trying to get better at it but i'm a little embarrassed because i think people ex people want me to be home in the nighttime reading the new yorker and like right. reading, reading the new yorker and reading like chaucer and watching movies by paul thomas anderson you know like and <laughs> yeah. and, and that that's supposed to be my life and when I go home and I play Fortnite all night for like two or three hours, <laughs> I feel like I'm letting people down. Well, now you that know? you have the network, you should watch NXT. That's what you should do. Really? That's the wrestling you should do. But aren't they not that do. good yet? No, that's the best. Then they get up to the main roster and like main get roster buried. scripting ruins them. And there's no storylines in NXT, right? No, there are. There are, yeah. yeah. But they all come to a natural finish because guys have to graduate out of it. But am I crazy? Like when I first started watching wrestling, there was no, not, not everybody had a rivalry. Like not everyone had a storyline. That's probably true. You yeah. know what I mean? Like sometimes there were just matches. Sometimes it was just yeah. like Jake the Snake versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. For no reason. Yeah. You know, and it's just because, okay. you know, he's got a snake and the other guy. Let's just, let's just make it happen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think I didn't expect, I'm such an old man, but like I didn't expect, when I started watching, every now I want to watch Raw, like I have to sit through, sorry, but I have to watch through like 17 minutes. It's okay. I've got a bar. I conned a bar into paying me to watch it every week. For what? Because I host viewing parties at the bar I work at. Oh, so they just yeah. pay me to watch the TV I would watch anyway. So like, it's like 17, that's a great deal. I know, right? <laughs> 17 minutes of in-ring... Yeah, talking 
and yelling and screaming and it's then a lot, like, yeah. and then like eventually a match for five minutes. So I don't I don't really want. Well, to maybe that. I shouldn't have asked you about this. <laughs> no, but I heard you're a wrestling fan. Well, I actually have a lot of criticisms about the product. <laughs> There's everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. But anyway, the Royal, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> the, the Royal Rumble uh, idea I got from this uh, the show I listened to called The Bombfire, which is Big J Okerson and, and Dan yeah. Soder. He was talking about this game on the show where it was I think it was. Um, you put thirty numbers in a hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. The Royal Rumble like lottery, basically. So yeah, we we, we so we did that. We had draft. Oh, nice. And that way you don't have to watch wrestling. And Royal Rumble is so fun. It's like I best. feel like it's the one where even if you don't know anything about wrestling, yeah, you just pick a number out of a hat, and all of a sudden you're invested. Yeah, and like who that, knows? And like who it, knows? It yeah. happens sometimes at the fourth person. In. Though my our buddy Ed got, I think he got one, three, seven, and eight. Right. right. It was so, just the worst. Yeah. Like you're not going to win. So we we do the one. One was Finn Balor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That went to the very end. This was two years ago. Uh, okay. So it was, I, know, I think it was Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> we did, uh, we like do was, where you was can, Warlord. Where you can draft your numbers. So then it's, so you like pick numbers out of a hat and then you get to pick what number you want when it's your turn. Oh. So then it's like, so then it's kind of like, so then you don't have someone get saddled with like all terrible numbers. Like you'll get at least one or two decent numbers. And, right. Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, it's important for people like me who are fans to see people in high profile positions, <laughs> like, wear their fandom uh, on their sleeve. But now I feel embarrassed because apparently you already do that and I just don't ever hear it. So. <laughs> no, I don't do it too often. I guess I could. We had Chris Jericho on one time. Yeah, yeah. I listened to that. And that we, was great. And we talked, we, we had like a nice talk about confidence. But then we ended up talking to him about Bruce Pritchard and about the Something to Wrestle With podcast. And I think someone had just died, right, Mitch? Who? Bobby the Brain Heenan had just died, right? So we talked a little bit about that. Well, but maybe I should. I don't know. I mean, maybe I should. I don't speaking think. of people dying, like you, that's like the. Oh my God. That's, that's a great okay. segue. Where is this going? That's like the. I mean, it seems like your job is like super fun, obviously. You just like present culture, but mm-hmm. you're also kind of like the conduit for like loss. The national obit guy. Yeah. yeah. Like when, like when Gord Downey passes away, everybody tunes in to you. Yeah, to hear us like process that grief. Basically. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, uh, that was so wild because uh, we had the show all ready to go. Like, so the show is kind of we we, we kind of know what we're going to do when we leave the next day. It's a weird show because most like talk shows you work on, you work all day and then it ends, right? Then you do the show at the end of the day, and then you go home and you work on the next day. We spent all of our day preparing for the next day's show, all right. of our day. Like the show's on from nine to ten thirty in the morning, and then from ten thirty to when I go home at like six or seven, we're working like nonstop at like just preparing the next day's show. So we came in that day with a full show, ready to go. We were, um, I don't know, maybe like five minutes away, like 10 minutes before the show. And uh, my uh, boss at the time came in and said, so Gord Downey died. And Mitch came over and said, yes, we had, we had 10 minutes between finding out Gord died and putting this. We were live on the air in 10 minutes later. Holy shit. So Mitch just got on the horn, and um, which is why in radio business we call the phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like a... Hur, hur. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's the debaters. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah my bad. Um, yeah, like, and uh, Mitch, Mitch called Max Kerman from Arkells, and he got, on the, he got on the horn right away. And then, um, I don't know why I keep saying the horn... And then like, we had Alan Doyle and, oh, okay, and yeah. Ellen Doyle. And who else did we have? Torque, Torquil Campbell. Like, so we, that was, that was, and so the, we were just live on the air with no, like no script, nothing live. Right, and, just, like, and, then you, and we know that like, those are kind of the moments where our show really matters to people. Like it's the kind of thing where you wake up, you find out Gord Downey died and you kind of turn on the CBC. And you, you have, you, like you have to be 
as sincere as possible in that moment, basically. Yeah, yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Stone Cold Tom Power here with you today. <laughs> Got some uh, tough news <laughs> yeah, studio. Real, real steel glass shatters. Real steel, steel chair to the Canadian back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, you, you, you know, and I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, you know, I'm a, to a fault, a bit of an earnest dude anyway. So I, uh, I, I, I find myself, you know, like, I, I kind of like those moments, but it was yeah. We had, and I think our, I think our third or fourth week on Leonard Cohen died. Like uh, the the yeah, the third week I was on the show, I had no idea what I was doing. And I think that I mean, we won an award for that, so that was like kind of the moment that I knew that I was not going to fuck this up right. too bad. You're doing the thing because I have to like be doing. intense, intense imposter syndrome all the time. Like intense. <laughs> like you said you yeah. don't want to sound like Ira Glass yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, just, yeah. and it's also just like I don't know how I I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I got the job, you know. So like, <laughs> I, <laughs> honestly, God, I'm not I'm not fucking around. Like I don't I don't. I have those moments all the time. So I, uh, anyway, so I, th- th- those were kind of moments where I went, okay, well, maybe we can. Maybe, maybe you like, can figure this out. Maybe we can figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Kind, well, of, kind of like Ahmed Johnson did. <laughs> <laughs> when he left the nation of yeah. domination for his own solo <laughs> career pursuit. Is Ahmed Johnson still in the WWE? No. Uh, right. Is he still no, alive? He flamed out spectacularly. Spectacularly. Because he, he just kept hurting good. guys. Yeah. He was like so he unsafe. Was, he was really was, stiff, right? Yeah, yeah super yeah. stiff. Everyone hates him. Yeah. I was going to say hated him, but probably still hates him. Who's more stiff, him or Goldberg? Uh, I mean, Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career, but Goldberg was at least popular. I feel like that's the problem. If you're like, if you're Ahmed Johnson and you're fighting in the first 30 minutes of every show, you can't be like, at least Goldberg was making millions of dollars for WCW. Like four months ago. He was was a stiff jobber. Yeah, yeah, At the Rumble this past year, uh, Brock Lesnar took like a knee to the face from Braun Strowman. And got up and like was legit. Gave him a knockout punch to the head. I saw it. I saw it in. Um, I I still. I'm on the squared circle Reddit. Okay. So I did see. I did see. Like I, that's how I keep up with wrestling. I okay. Watch that. Okay. But I did see. Uh, I did see that. That's that's man. That had to hurt. He's. Like, yeah. I saw. He's him, a UFC yeah, fucking I, heavyweight champion. I went to a. I went to a house show in in Hamilton one time, and and he was on it, and I just couldn't get over how actually just a big man that he's guy like is. meat yeah. golem. Oh my yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> meat, meat <golem. laughs> Anyways, we should speed this along. Which is my which is my, my Fortnite name. A hard out here. So let's uh, just jump headlong into our clip of the week. Sure, right. John, do you want great. to set this up because uh, yeah, sure. I you can describe this it comes from the uh, world of tennis. This is. Uh, uh, Russian tennis player Daniil uh, Medvedev was facing off against a 19-year-old Stefanos Sigatis, uh, I think is his name, and uh, they were playing a tennis match, and uh, and Medvedev was a little bit upset because, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Sitsipis is his name, Stefanos Sitsipis, so he had taken an emergency bathroom break that uh, Medvedev didn't like too much. Medvedev ends up winning the match. And then after the match is over, Sitsipis is mad at Medvedev and calls him a bullshit Russian, which you can't hear on the clip. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to hear from Daniil Medvedev's response to that. Mm-hmm. In our clip of the week. Man, you better shut your fuck up, okay? Lenny, Lenny. <laughs> hey, Stefanos, you want to look at me and talk? Lenny, 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 Lenny. You have some problems? You go emergency toilet for Lenny, five minutes, you're, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid? Look at me. Hey, look at me, huh? You don't look at me. He started it. He started it. I know, but stop it. He started it. Yes, he started it. He said, bullshit Russian. You think this is normal? I answer him because he doesn't know how to fight. He's a small kid who doesn't know how to fight. 
If he doesn't say anything, I, I have no problems with him. But if he says something to me and he wants to fight, oui. he needs to do it. Daniel, he doesn't look at me. Oh, I love that. You should shut your fuck up, man. Yeah, that, it's tough to tell what I the know. best line is there. Yeah, I know. You're like a little kid. You you say something to me, you want to fight. Yeah. You, you go in an emergency toilet yeah. for what, five minutes? What does that mean? So I guess he had to use the bathroom in the middle yeah, of Yeah, so it's like it's kind of like an unwritten rule in tennis. You are allowed to take at like an emergency bathroom break if you need one, but like you kind of don't do it. Or if you do, you're very apologetic about it, and he wasn't. And then when he came back, he hit a ball that hit the tennis cord, the net cord, and went over. Right. And normally when that happens, you, like, apologize. Like, you'll see sometimes tennis players, like, they'll hold up their hand, like, oh, sorry. Yep. And he didn't do that. Ooh. So then that, so Medvedev was already mad that he had taken this long bathroom break and then didn't, yeah. It was, it was probably just, like, reading tweets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just on the <laughs> toilet. Just how, how bad it's going. <laughs> right. bad it's oh, uh, man. I've, got a, I've got a little a tennis joke about, uh, about the match that those two guys played. Hey, there was no uh, love lost between them. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Hard-hitting commentary. Yeah, I'll have to let yeah. that go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well, let's go from there into our top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? No, absolutely not. All right, here we go. Um, <laughs> no, there's a few. There's a few okay ones. We'll go with... Uh, this is our 100-point uh, question from Bullfram Alpha. Uh, would, you rather, <laughs> yeah. would you rather fight 10 Stefan-sized Justins or one Justin-sized Stefan? <laughs> is is Stefan a small dude? Stefan's... Well, Stefan, describe yourself. Yeah, give your dimensions. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say I'm built like, um, Gus from you know, recess. Like, no, 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 you know, not quite. I mean, when I was younger, yes. You know, those like, like really cool Korean teenagers. Like I'm built like a cool okay, Korean right, teenager. Right. You're, you're, you're a slight man. Yeah. You're slight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 10 Justin sized. Yeah. So it's either 10 Stefan sized Justins or one Justin sized Stefan. And I'm going to say one Justin sized Stefan because I think Stefan is a big wimp. And I feel like even if he was Justin sized, I'd take him down. I feel like we're getting along so well here. And I haven't even met him that I feel like one Justin sized. I think we're just going to hang out and eat these weird donuts. <laughs> you're not going to you're not going to fight. Yeah. No, we're just going to eat opiate yeah. donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Do a London fog together. Yeah. That's all Play Fortnite. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And do tennis buttons. It's going to be here yeah. all night, yeah. I guess, are we the only two yeah, that are I allowed mean, to have an answer? I guess, you yeah, guys aren't I in the fight? am myself, so it seems like I'm cheating if I pick me, you know? Well, but you, it wouldn't be, it'd be 10 Stefan-sized yous. Yeah, yeah, 10 of me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'd I mean, rather face one. The way this, the, the question is framed, like I weigh like 20 pounds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it does sound, because I think... The, like you're a duck and I'm a bear. It's based yeah. on the horse, like the horse-sized duck. Or the, yeah, like yeah. The yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Anyway, that's how good the questions are this week. <laughs> Here comes the 200-point question. Now, I, I actually like this one. This is a debate. Uh, this is from friend of the show, Joshua Custodio. This is worth 200 points. And he. this is a good question uh, that I think would be, because we're all music fans here. Um, so this is a debate we've had in his apartment. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. So you uh, you can pay $50 to see any living band play one song in a venue of your choice. Who is the band? What song are they playing? And what venue are they playing in? 
Now, when we've done it as like uh, when we've done it in his living room, it's more about like what's the band where you would pay to see one song only. Like you love one of their songs so much, yeah. But like maybe but the you don't. Overall, yeah, like catalog I, is lacking. Yeah, like I joked on the show last summer. I paid twenty dollars to see the Counting Crows play Long December because oh, I, lo- I love that, I love that song. Did they not song. play it too? I feel they, like they did didn't... play it, but okay. they didn't play a couple of their other big hits, which was very weird to me. Like, like their it, version of Big Yellow Taxi. Yeah, they, yeah. they yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just the they did actually play that because oh, obviously God. you got to pay homage to Joni Mitchell. Is this but, Living or Dead? This is Living or Dead. Yeah. Oh no, it says Living Band. Living Band play one song. But yeah, so feel free to answer it however you want, but that's how we debated so it. So it's like, just, I just want to see one song and then I'm done. Yeah, it's like, you don't care if you heard any other songs from this okay, band. I, I, but... I, know, I know what I'm doing. All right, go for it. I'm going to pay $50 to see uh, the New Radicals mm. play oh. Get What You Give oh, okay. at the Commodore. Nice. Is the Commodore like a, it's a big venue here? It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like 1200 our, Yeah, 1600 or so. All right. It's like the, the mid-sized venue where you still get like a personal experience. Wouldn't you rather see it in a... See, all, all I'm thinking about is, like, there's a bar in St. John's called The Ship, which is, like, uh, 175, 215. Oh, yeah. That actually sounds great. You know what I mean? I think that's where I want to see. You know right, what? I've never been know? to The Ship. I'm going to pick The Ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. It's a trick we play on yeah. mainlanders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course you'd think we have a bar called The Ship. <laughs> <laughs> that's an actual that's ship. That's where you get yeah. screeched in, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you say? Uh, well, so I, I, I said my answer, I think, was that was the Counting Crows playing Long December. But I'm trying to think of like another another band where I just really love one song by them. Like, I mean, for me, if, if it was not like if it was just like my favorite song, like one band playing my favorite song or pretty close to, I'd probably see the Constantines play Nighttime Anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, maybe like a small, a small venue, but I'm trying to think of like, yeah, like I would love to see the Rolling Stones play Gimme Shelter, right? but then I would stay for the rest of the Stones. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen Radiohead and I've always wanted to see Radiohead. Are you going in July? They're playing in turn. They're coming. They're coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm going. Are you going? Yeah. I've never seen them. I was, I was on my way to the show that when the stage took off. Just like like 50 years of, uh. Of uh, Woodstock, I think this is like 15 years of the Stars concert. Yeah, right. So they're coming back for that. <laughs> well, they had the they had the stage collapse a few years ago. Remember that? Oh yeah. no. Yeah, the, the, I was I flew in from St. John's. Oh jeez. Uh, to Toronto, and we were we were. Uh, down, I think I was doing a gig with Dan Mangan or something like that down in okay. the uh, downtown Toronto, and then I. Um, it was on my way out there when we found at the stage. Yeah, they, they, a guy died. Like, oh, yeah, there, it was awful. It was awful. It was oh, horrible. You know? Sorry, I made a joke. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was a, well, you were going to talk about it on the CBC. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the, it, it was, so they, and so there's been a big, I mean, the band took it really, it was one of their drum techs. Uh, the band took it really, really hard, and they're coming, oh, yeah. and so they're coming back, and it's really, yeah, like, it's a really, it's a really big deal. I, I, so I've never, I never got to see them. I really want to see them. And I don't know why. Like, I just, the first thing that popped into my head was like Idiotech, which is not my yeah. favorite Radiohead song. Great song. But though. I just like, I've always kind of wanted to see that song live. Well, because they, it's so weird how they play it live. And I want to like, see it in like a 200 seat venue. I wonder how, right. what that's like in a 200 seat, be like, crammed, crammed venue. So maybe that's it. That's yeah. kind of a boring answer. No, oh, that's fine. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, you're welcome. That's great. I like, yeah, the 90s vein is pretty good too. Like, I could definitely handle seeing like the Gin Blossoms play till I hear it from you. Oh, jam. What a great, yeah, song. great like, song! The Gin great Blossoms song. are such a good band. I feel like not enough people. Eat my talk brain about it. by the odds. Do you remember that? Song? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was in Brain Candy. Yes, understandably, I guess. Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. Eat my brain. <laughs> um, I never put that together before. <laughs> Stefan, do you have an answer? 
I do. Uh, I'm going to go. I mean, it's not one of the ones like you guys are saying where it's like a bad band with one good song, but I would say uh, I'd go to the Commodore and I'd watch the Hives play Main Offender. Oh, good song. Nice. That would kick ass. That was a good era of music that only lasted like three months, hey? Yeah, it was just the Hives. Yeah. Yeah. The Hives, the Vines. The Vines. And like yeah. early strokes, early white stripes. Yeah, yeah. it was like then, Jack White saved rock and roll. Yeah, for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and the 300-point question this week comes in from Craig Tamble at Fruits Are Edible. And he asks, if you would do anything for love, but you won't do that, <laughs> what is your that? <laughs> <laughs> get my appendix taken out yeah, I don't know. Dude, like, I don't... this is uh oh, this is pretty rough yeah i wouldn't recommend it that's for sure so this is the question is essentially what, what 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 don't you want to do well yeah what wouldn't you do for well yeah i guess if you if you hold love as like the highest mm-hmm. thing you want then what would you not do for it i don't know very deep question it is isn't i it? was very, very surprised by this like, <laughs> i know usually it's like usually the questions are like uh, uh, how do you jack off um <laughs> but uh no we we got some it's i think it was because we put the call we normally record the show on monday nights so doing it sunday afternoon i feel like we got the like brunch version of the questions oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> john, john did you just say how do you jack off because I, I have an answer to that one <laughs> <laughs> We know how you jack off, yeah. Stephen. To me, Into love. the toilet, yeah. frequently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. What are you going to say? Uh, I'm going to follow up on an answer I gave a couple weeks back when we had to put together our personal uh, uh, like trading blocks for the trade deadline of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When I was looking to trade for love, and one of the things I was willing to trade was uh, having to take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Which kind of sounds the- like Bill Burr describing love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's so, like taking out the trash. You got to do it every week and it just keeps piling up. <laughs> so what I won't do for love is take out the trash and I will live in a garbage infested. Uh, I will live in squalor. For, for the possibility of romance. I feel like that is already what's happening. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can I, I've got an answer for this one. Sure. Uh, for me, I wouldn't uh, uh, wear a condom constantly for like an entire year, just like all the time. Like you can't take it off in any situation. Like you're, you're, you have to pee into it, but like you can't take it off. You have to wear it for an entire year. You'd do that for love. I, no, I would not do that for love. You would? I'd do, like, I'd do that for like a month maybe, but not a year. <laughs> So you do it for 360 days, but once it gets to 365... I know, it just, like, it just, it just kind of sounds like you want to do it. Like, it sounds, it sounds, like, it sounds do like something you specifically you know? thought about doing. It sounds like you might be doing it right now. <laughs> I don't... It's, I mean, it's possible, but uh, look, I, I think... Um, it, it, it just... It, it feels better with a condom on. Let's just... Let's just... Let's believe it at that. I, I guess I wouldn't... <laughs> Peen... Yes. Yeah, because you know it doesn't. It just fills up, and the, and then and then it, it fills. No, that's actually the the nice thing is that it fills up the tip of the condom, and then you have you have more weight down there, so it feels like you're just like hanging on. I was wondering when I was going to lose my job on the podcast. Like I was wondering, I was wondering when I was going to lose my job. I feel like it's okay if you're just here for yeah, it. Yeah, right, right, like, right. We, like you could be like, oh, they blindsided me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> my, my joke, my, my joke, my answer was like, my honest answer was going to be like, I don't know, drink Tang instead of water for a year. Like, and then it just got blindsided by the the, rib, the ribaldry. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, that was extremely specific. Stephen. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like you think of like, oh, I don't know if I'd want to get shot or like have surgery. Yeah. Stefan's going with a very specific yeah. uh, answer. Something he's written down before. I, d- I think yours is good, though. Ouija, Ouija board. Drinking tang <laughs> instead of water is like, yeah, that th- sounds like a drinking nightmare. Drinking tang to, every time you have to hydrate. Yeah, every time you have to hydrate, you have to drink tang. Oh, boy. Yeah, it'd be awful, hey? God, like sunny, be... sunny, sunny Delight. Oh. Which apparently I call by its full name. <laughs> <laughs> Sun- uh, that's Mr. Sunny Delight what? to you. Yeah, I won't say Sunny D. <laughs> yeah. Just Sunny Delight. We've got cola, purple stuff. Ooh, Sunny Delight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never considered what a weird name that is for a beverage. It's a very weird Sunny name. Sunny Delight. Yeah, I mean. Like it sounds like a, well, never mind. I know what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, we, I think much. we all know what you're talking about. Stormy Daniels, uh, coworker. <laughs> yeah, that's tonight. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is tonight. It poor three poor days Junos. Ago when you hear this, yeah, the poor Junos, they're going to get assaulted. Yeah, they're going to go up against the Stormy Daniels interview. Yeah. Well, I feel like those are. Hurricanes. I feel like I the, think we're going to be let down. I feel like the Venn diagram of the <laughs> people, people who, who want to watch the Junos and want to watch Stormy Daniels in sixty minutes are two separate circles. I feel like we're going to be let down. Like I feel like we're going to be. Oh, probably By the Junos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's good stuff. did you guys see uh dennis miller's stormy daniels tweet uh no okay from, from today he was like okay just get ready for this this is really oh, i think really i did see this makes no sense right uh well there's he's done a few stormy daniels tweet this is the most recent one uh, he says a lot of people will be watching stormy daniels tonight and perhaps even a few of them will be watching her on 60 minutes so he, he's talking about like her her pornographic films oh course. god yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. here's the thing oh I won't God, do for what a love. Bad joke. Uh, every time I want to read, I have to read Dennis Miller's tweets. Because <laughs> I read a lot of books. So, like, anytime I have a compulsion to read, I must read Dennis Miller's tweets. That's what I would not do for love. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah. I mean, not, even for, not even for the greatest blissful feeling in the no, world. No, right? Earth, you know? Ugh, just an, yeah, because you'd be ruining it all I the know. time by I, having I, to I, read I, the I think I'd be a meaner person. Yeah, you would be for I wouldn't, sure. I wouldn't oh, deserve love. 100% you would be. Yeah, I'd be, yeah. I'd be really crooked. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, though speaking of Stormy Daniels tweets, Stefan, didn't that blind pundit, what's his fucking name? Jim Lockwood. Jim, Jim Lockwood. Lockwood. Didn't he like career suicide himself on your stream this week? Well, no, it wasn't on the stream. Um, and, and, and Chris James, our, our guest, maybe we can have him back on to talk about it. But he, uh, Jim Lockwood, this uh, conservative uh, online radio pundit, tweeted uh, that the only thing anyone finds sexy about Stormy Daniels is that she has the voice of a 12-year-old. Oh. Uh, and and then Stormy Daniels quote tweeted him, and it sort of took off from there. And he deleted his Twitter, his YouTube, his website. He took everything down. So everything went blind for him. Everything, everything's gone. I mean, it's it's just uh, we we can we'll ask Chris about it at some point. But it was it was uh, it was quite the day for Jim. All right. Well, we will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. You're not reading that off of anything. One good. <laughs> If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. That's really something, man. Thank you. You're not reading that off. Yeah, yeah. Can we record this and send it to my mom? That was really good. <laughs> are, are, by the way, aren't we recording this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You want a tissue? You sure. Yeah, go in there. It only has half of my London fog on it. Yeah, you're good. You won't get fully high. Um, okay. What is a what is my one good? So what do we want? I think so I was so a, I was so a, amazed by your it's a cultural recommendation. recommendation. Oh. And before we do this, I have to commend you and probably Mitch mostly because like I feel like 
a lot of the things that I recommend here are like musicians that I have discovered solely through your show. And that's mainly Mitch, hey? Like yeah. Mitch, Mitch does the music booking. And- like Lee Fullebeck, uh and Ralph and a bunch of other things that I've recommended on the show. Can I, can I, can, I, can we all go around one and then Mitch do one? Because I feel like he, he, yeah, yeah. he always gives me one well, too, you know? I, f- I feel like though Mitch is like contractually blocked from participating because I think he told me like three years ago that he is not allowed to talk about his cultural opinions anywhere outside of the CBC. Yeah, I can oh. talk about things I like. Oh, okay. Just not things I don't like. Okay, well, I just think for the comedic purposes, we're all going to go around the room and pick our one good thing, and then Mitch is going to give one, but we're just going to bleep the whole thing out. Just to keep it consistent. Yeah. Uh, my one good thing this week is the staff at Burnaby Hospital. For getting my appendix out and uh, doing a pretty good job. I got it was a pretty good job. No, it's a it's, good. They did a good job. As, well, as far as I know, I can't tell. Yeah, I mean, right. it feels like they did a right thing so yeah. far. So our American listeners, you do have to pay for it, but you do get what you pay for. I mean, yeah, he's exactly. not exactly sure about mm-hmm. the job that. Was no, done. it's uh, that I was uh, really blown away by the staff, and uh, I'm not just giving them a plug because my girlfriend works there. It is. Uh, oh, wow. It's a great hospital, and uh, if you have to get surgery done. Go see my man, Jean-Francois Mayhew. <laughs> they corrected your uh, belly button hernia at the yeah, same time because your girlfriend works there. Yeah, exactly. You That's got the why staff I, got, discount. I got the staff discount. <laughs> exactly. 15% S-S-D-A-P-H. off your belly button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah, that's, that's to still to come in a few days. I'm going to say mine is the, um, and no, no disrespect to Stefan, because I can't wait to watch yours, but I've been watching the Ninja Fortnite stream. And this dude, Stefan, who is this ninja guy? He's like very wealthy, hey? He, yeah, he's making like $700,000 a month. Uh, he just Jesus. had Drake on. Um, by the way, uh, we're actually, uh, we're going to have uh, Fat Joe on to play the Home Improvement Super Nintendo game <laughs> next week. So. That would be great. Fat <laughs> Joe. Oh. <laughs> I, so I've been, I've been watching, I haven't, like, I've tried to watch a lot of Twitch in the past and I, I, I like it, but I, I weirdly ended up watching this guy in, Mass, in uh, Minnesota. I think it's kind of unethical, like doing he, he live streams his Uber driving, like he's oh. an Uber driver and he has a camera in his in his like rear rear window, and uh, he tells them when they get in, like I'm I'm live streaming you, but they're all hammered, right? So there's no so way right can, right. There's no way they can actually give consent, consent give yeah. consent to it. So that's my brother told me about that, and I watched that for a couple of minutes, and I was like, this is this is very, odd. But, but that's something maybe if you're if you're into that. But then I I ended up watching this guy play Fortnite, so this ninja Fortnite dude. Was it, did Drake loop you into this? Is no, that how you found this? I, I found it because I wanted to watch. I'm so bad at it, like Stefan, that I want to get better at it. And it seems like the only way to get better at it is to watch people do it. Kind of like, don't worry about it. So I said, uh, <laughs> "Sunny delight." Uh, yeah, so I said, "So I said." So I've been, I've been watching, uh, I've been watching. Uh, that's my thing. Yeah. All right, uh, Stefan, you want to go? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recommend uh, a Netflix documentary series called uh, Wild Wild Country by the, the Duplass brothers. Uh, it's about this sex cult in, that moved to Oregon yeah, in the 1980s. Great. It's insane. I've only watched the first uh, two episodes. I think, I think there's six or eight of them. Um, but it's like within the first 10 minutes, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch this entire thing. It's, it's so, so interesting. We had Mark Duplass on the show not that long ago. He's cool as hell. Yeah, like he's he's, he's, he's really just cool. making the coolest stuff. I sounded like such an idiot when I talked to him because he's so kind and wonderful and kind of cool and southern. And I just I was I was still new to the show and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And it was anyway. He was uh, he's he was very patient with me. I tell you that. Much. Like he made <laughs> yeah. he made the he made a, a comedy show, kind of like a crass comedy show about fantasy football. And then he's making these amazing documentaries, these amazing horror movies as well. Like yeah. it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'm going to recommend another musician that I discovered through Q oh, yeah. again, who, by the time you're hearing this episode, may have won the Juno for Album of the Year on Sunday, but I'd never heard of her before I saw her perform live on Thursday at your show, and that is Ruth B. Isn't she great? She's fucking amazing. Yeah, she's so good. Uh, and the album is called Safe Haven. It came out last year, and uh, that's Ruth, my one good thing. Ruth B. was the first kind of like Vine music star. Yeah. Oh, really? She had a she had a Vine with like a six second clip where she played this piano song when she sang like "I am a lost boy from Neverland," and uh, uh, it, it became. I mean, I think it has eighty million views on YouTube right now. Like it was it was a it was a Vine thing for her. Crazy. Yeah, she's she's from Edmonton. She's like, oh, cool. Famous, yeah. Well, I I've heard a, a criticism of your show recently that it's like the the safe space for like white forty year old Canadian dads to just find the culture that they're already familiar with. Mm-hmm. And having discovered so many bands through your show, uh, I guess my question to you is what's it like to be criticized by people who don't listen to your show? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't I will say that like one one thing about having crippling anxieties, you don't read any of your own criticism. But uh, <laughs> but you uh, that's that is a weird thing I think I think people kind of they want to dislike the C B C a little bit. Um, and they they will say things about about the show, and I, you just want to go like, it's just I get it, man. It's like just listen to the show, and maybe we can talk a little bit about it. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, the only way I said, like I said, I don't, I don't, let them, I, I can't read any of it because it stresses me out too much. But I uh, oftentimes people will, I know it happens because people come up to me and they get mad at me for not having someone on. That okay, man, listen, man, that was, that was just one time. <laughs> was last night you were like, why can't you have Ruth B on the show? Uh, I, no, mean, I, I mean myself. John put out his no. album. Oh, yeah, you, right. I mean me. But they'll come up and but they'll yeah. go, hey, you know, why didn't you, why can't you have, someone come up to me, like, you know who you should have on the show? I'll tell you what the problem with your show is. You don't get Ruth B on. And I go, well, yeah, we had her on like four days ago. <laughs> all you had to do was listen to the show. And, and uh, all you had to do was Google, <laughs> was this person on the show? But instead you get mad at me about it. And I typically just go like, oh, good idea. <laughs> And it's like when people are like, hey, you should add that to your act. I'm like, yep. There you go. Yeah, yep. sure. Yep. I'll, yep. Min- I'll add it minute, right up. Minute four. Yep. <laughs> Mitch, you have one? Uh, yeah. Well, you're just going to beep it just... out anyway. Um, since you're going to beep it out, I'm going to actually give a very sincere one. Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing about a former good thing, because uh, I do listen to this show, um, and it's a Stefan good thing. Uh, so he once recommended and I and uh, yes. it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing, because it's and I just with a and I love it so much, but it's basically a but I every waking moment of my life I'm and it's destroying my life. Is that what you were yes. at the hotel room uh, earlier? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, now, folks, because that was entirely this is a one out, good thing, but not a, but it's a bad thing because my life has been ruined. <laughs> Mitch, I, I'm so I'm so proud of Mitch. If I could just say, I'm, I'm Mitch. I'm so proud of you because that was entirely bleeped out. The folks at home, I want you to know that. Mitch just recommended uh, when Remigio Pereira sang the All Lives Matter version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mitch recommended the Lone Wolf. Yeah, the Lone Wolf tenor. The ro- I like to call him the Rogue tenor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, like you're supposed to fall in line and then he just took yeah, off. Absolutely. Like they got a bad one from the store. That's going to be... Uh, they, just, <laughs> they just announced in Bond 25, that's the villain. It's, yeah. He's a rogue tenor. He's a rogue tenor. He, just, he got away from yeah. the, the chorus. That's actually... That's the plot of the next uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. We saw Rogue Nation last time. This time it's Rogue Tenor. Yeah, it feels yeah. like, a, like a weird Newfoundland expression for money. You know, like, oh, I'll give you a Rogue Tenor. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Heather and Ben. Our producers... Uh, 
have been Daniel Cazetto and Mitch Pollock. We'll give Mitch a little producer credit this time out. Why not? He fetched his own stool. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would pick it up for you, but I'm not allowed to lift anything more than five pounds. <laughs> Our guest has been Tom Power. Tom, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks this for having amazing. me, guys. Yeah, really it's fun. been awesome. Thanks, Thanks man. I hope you enjoyed yourself I after did. a pretty stressful, busy weekend. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, it was good. Uh, if you want to support the program, you can head on over to patreon.com slash show, where $5 this month gets you, of course, our monthly mailbag, but also a one-on-one conversation that I was lucky to have earlier this weekend with Nick Dyka from Arkell's. Uh, I had to fly solo because John was dying in the hospital at the time. I was in the hospital while the episode was happening. I heard, I heard the preview to that today. Yeah? Was that so that... that- Full episode won't be. You just have you have to subscribe to get that. One. Yes, yeah. but right. I put out like a two minute little clip. I thought it sounded good. Well, thank you very yeah, much. Like it, yeah. Look at Mr. Interview over here. You know what? A good you know what, Mom? He's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the website is realgoodshow.com. You can head on over there to find photos and videos of every single thing that we talked about this week and every single week, of course. And uh, it always helps us when you head on over to the iTunes store and rate and review the program give us a little boost in their algorithm and help people find the show which i think <clears throat> having tom on will probably give us a boost in the itunes algorithm anyways it seems like they just search out everything you do and are like this guy was on this show we'll give him the spotlight that's this nice week. i didn't know that yeah i don't know it seems that way to me Pretty anyways I'll take that. <laughs> i'm hoping that's yeah. why i wanted to have you on oh good good yeah, yeah. yeah. Pure, purely purely <laughs> self-interest yeah. exactly. right. you'd have a good career at the cbc it's good it's good yeah. <laughs> Uh, until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Oh, Tom Power. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Condom. Sunny Delight. Okay, well. Uh, I, I was going to say appendix, maybe, but yeah, I'm uh, with condom. Yeah, It's a real bad appendix this week. Yeah, though. it was a real bad. Yeah, my appendix was a piece of shit. Do you miss it? No, I'm happy it's out of there. <laughs> Did you see it? No. Oh. Ugh, they, not... wouldn't, they wouldn't show you? Why would I want to see it? I want to know what I, I don't even know what an appendix. Looks it looks like. like a little. It's like a little curved sack on the bottom of your like. It's like a, it looks like a little worm. Uh, they do. Uh, they that's like. Well, you guys saw the scar. It's just like a hole. They just like suck it out through a hole in your stomach. Now they used to cut. They used to do like a five inch incision on your right side and pull it out that way. Now they just use a scope. Uh, yeah, gross. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, what a down note to end on. <laughs> All right. Well, bye. <laughs>
Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Thanks, Batman. Billy Reed, mate. Watch it, you fucking asshole! Fuck! He's named after Raekwon the chef, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You have some problems, you go emergency toilet for five minutes, you're, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid.